think if Christmas had a voice, it would have to be that of the inimitable crooner, Bing Crosby. And his 1942 single, White Christmas, is still, I believe it's still the best-selling single of all time, with over 50 million copies sold. And one of his other standards, though, I'll Be Home for Christmas, it, it captures more of the melancholy side of this holiday, of the desire to be home for Christmas, and the reality that you might not actually be there in reality, but perhaps only in my dreams. I was off key. I'm sorry. I'm not being Crosby, but only in my dreams. And it's so sad the way he sings that at the end. Because you know just how that feels if you've ever longed to be home and you just haven't been there. Some of the fondest memories many of us have for Christmas are of the experience of coming home. All right? We go to visit relatives or they come to visit us. And if only for a night we're under the same roof as all of our, you know, our people. Or maybe your kids have gone off to college or they've relocated somewhere else. Or maybe you're one of those kids who has gone off to college or relocated to another city. And so you can't wait to have them home or, or to come home to experience being home together this time of year. And that sense of, of being home for Christmas is one of the most powerful aspects of, of the meaning of Christmas, being where you belong with people who you belong with. But then there's the sadder side of Christmases we remember when we weren't home, when we weren't where we belonged, when something just wasn't right. I'll never forget my first Christmas away from home, Really the first Christmas where I felt away from home. It was uh, during our first year in California as I was working as a pastor. And um, I know for Amy and I both, that first year one of our most profound feelings was homesickness. And so uh, the church very graciously let me come home and let us come home. We didn't have to stay for the Christmas Eve services. And so that was a real gift that they gave to us to let us come home. And I had timed our flight home perfectly so that we would arrive home um, around 6 or 7 in the evening that we'd get home on Christmas Eve. And so we'd have plenty of time to make it to my favorite service of all. The Christmas Eve 10 p.m. candlelight service right here. And ever since I was old enough to attend it, this service has had special, a special place in my heart. There's nothing for me like this sanctuary when it's dark and quiet. There's the beauty of the candlelight. And, and so it became a tradition, too. Every year, I'd see my best friend Cameron here. He would come to church, too. And we would exchange gifts on Christmas Eve. It was home. It was where my people were. And that first year living in California, as our plane landed, I called my dad to, to pick us up, only to learn that it had snowed a few inches that evening. 
And due to the, the snow, the 10 p.m. Christmas Eve candlelight service had been canceled. I was crestfallen. And, and it bothered me way more than it should have. Because there was something about that year where the f- thing that I felt that I needed most as that, at that moment was to be home, to be back with my people, back where I belonged. It, it, it just wasn't the same. But something that I've since come to understand and appreciate about the Christmas story is that it's actually not a story about coming home. It's a story about finding home even when you aren't there. No matter what you're doing here or what brought you here, when we gather around the Christ child, he is the one who makes us at home. He creates a place for us. He creates a community of desperate people, of misfits and outcasts of all stripes around the manger. The story of Jesus' birth is is a kind of anti-homecoming story. Jesus himself, he was not born at home. He was not born in the comfortable confines of Joseph and Mary's home in Nazareth. No, the Holy Family had to travel to Bethlehem. Joseph's ancestral homeland that was no longer home. In order to comply with an order from some far-off political official who needed to raise tax revenues, tax revenues for some other war or project, That had nothing to do with them. And so Luke tells us that when it came time for the child to be born, there was no room for them in the inn. Jesus wasn't even born in the caring presence of of his father's relatives. He was born in the room where the animals slept, which no matter how we might coat it with a layer of romance or nostalgia, would have been a smelly, dirty place to be born. I think of Christmas as being about home, but, but the first Christmas didn't take place in Jesus' home. And then there's the shepherds. And so while Bethlehem might have been, you know, their hometown, but we don't know because sheep would venture far and wide in, in the general region, wherever there was grass to graze on. And that night when they saw the angels, they certainly weren't at home. They weren't sleeping in a warm, cozy bed next to their wives or by a smoldering fire. They weren't home. They were up in the middle of a cold, dark night, working the third shift, watching over a bunch of bleeding, stupid sheep. And that's where the angel of the Lord appeared to them with the message about the child to be born. He would be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. He would be called Savior, Messiah, and Lord. And when the shepherds heard this good news, this message that was for all the people, the first thing that they did wasn't to go home and tell their friends and their family and their neighbors about the amazing things that they had just seen and this remarkable message they had just heard. No, they rushed to see this baby. They went to see Joseph and Mary, two complete strangers, to share this moment with them. The scene of the first Christmas was this. Joseph and Mary, far from home, staying in a strange city, in a strange stable, with their baby lying in a strange bed. 
surrounded by a few shepherds, men who they didn't know and who didn't know them, also not at home. All because of the birth of this child. And maybe that's one of the great meanings of Christmas, that it doesn't so much matter if we are home or who we are with, so long as we are gathered around him. Christmas is about being in the presence of Jesus, no matter where that takes us. And so, brothers and sisters, whatever you are doing here tonight, whatever brought you here, whether this feels like home or not, my prayer is that this Christmas you see Jesus, and no matter where you are or who you are or where you've come from or what you believe, that this Jesus makes you at home with him. And though you may be far away, Jesus has drawn near. And our true home is wherever he is. And our true family is whoever else he has gathered together in this place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please pray with me.